Hello and welcome to the Brookwood Church Sunday Message Podcast. This week, our senior pastor, Perry Duggar, will deliver our Christmas Eve service. If you want to watch the video of this message or listen to this week's worship, you can do so on our website, brookwoodchurch.org, or on our Brookwood Church app. We pray that this message encourages you in your walk with Christ, and you have a great rest of your year. Christmas Eve is here again. Our Christmas series of messages has been entitled Experiencing Christmas. And in this series, we focused on spiritual and emotional changes that occur in our lives as a result of Jesus' arrival on earth, but also more importantly, into our lives individually. After we're born again, we receive, we experience love and joy and peace. Those were the first three messages in the series but also hope that will be be dealt with this coming Sunday. But today, Christmas Eve, I want us to think about the spirit of Christmas. Now, I'm not referring to the happy gathering of shredded paper that you will have tomorrow or gathering together cheerful friends and festive family members, masked or unmasked, your choice, sharing in refreshments and eating your favorite foods, exchanging gifts in a a gracious atmosphere of warm affection and laughter and thoughtful generosity. And all those things are wonderful, desirable. But the spirit of Christmas that I'm speaking of today is the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, without whom there would have been no Christmas event. It couldn't have happened. And furthermore, without the Spirit, we would have no way to experience Christmas personally, or more importantly, spiritually. The Holy Spirit, you see, was involved in virtually all of that first Christmas. 600 years before Jesus' birth, The Spirit inspired the prophet Isaiah to predict that a virgin would conceive and would give birth to a son who would be the Messiah and he would be called Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. And then that prophecy would be fulfilled when Mary became pregnant through the same Spirit's power we see in Matthew 1. The Spirit also provided the one who would prepare the way for Jesus, who would come before him. And he did so miraculously, not through another virgin birth, but by enabling a woman who could not conceive and now was advanced in years, named Elizabeth, to bear a child that we know as John the Baptist. She became pregnant at an advanced age and had never been able to become pregnant before. And then this special child, John, was unique in another way because he was filled with the Spirit even before he was born. Filled with the Spirit in his mother's womb. And upon birth, the Spirit began to prepare this boy and then young man with a unique 
courage and boldness to go ahead of Jesus and ready the people for his arrival. John's parents were both affected by the Spirit, filled by the Spirit, and both prophesied about the coming Savior. There was another man, an unusual story, about a man named Simeon who was advanced in age. He had a unique intimacy with the Spirit, and the Spirit had told him that he would not die before he saw the Messiah. And then the the very day that Mary and Joseph and Jesus went to the temple to make a purification offering, the Spirit led Simeon there as well. And Simeon again, under the inspiration of the Spirit, prophesied about the future of this child, but also about his mother. The Spirit not only took Simeon to the temple, It was the spirit that was responsible for getting the magi, the wise men, to Bethlehem because the spirit inspired the prophet Micah, again, over 600 years before, to tell where the Messiah would be born in this small town of Bethlehem. You see, the spirit has been involved throughout the Christmas event. But here's a more pertinent question tonight for us. Has the Spirit been involved in your life? Have you been filled? Have you been led? Are you being inspired? You know, during this series, again, Experiencing Christmas, we considered those three characteristics that I mentioned, love, joy, and peace. They're all fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5 tells us. And these characteristics, or you could even view them as states of being, as a way of relating to life and relating to people. But none of them are produced by our efforts. They're all produced, again, by the Holy Spirit. And they grow more constant, more resilient, more enduring as we live in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit and deepen our intimacy with Him. To experience these wonderful spiritual blessings, we must first believe the truth of the Christmas event. That Jesus, the Son of God, fully human and yet fully God, was born in Bethlehem to a virgin named Mary. And he was both human and divine because he had to live a life in which he never sinned so that he could willingly die in our place, be punished for our sins so we could receive his righteousness and be forgiven. But knowing about the story from over 2,000 years ago, the first Christmas, even accepting it as historical fact doesn't save us. We must be born again by the Spirit. 
And it happens when we trust in Jesus to forgive us our sins and we believe these promises that he's made. You see, that's the Christmas experience. In John 3, Jesus told a somewhat skeptical religious man named Nicodemus that humans can only reproduce human life. But the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Christmas, gives birth to spiritual life. The Christmas event at Bethlehem happened only once. But the Christmas experience being born again is repeated every time someone calls on Jesus for salvation and is born again. Have you had this experience? Have you heard the good news and believed it? You know, Christmas is the perfect time to share your faith, to, to tell the story of Jesus. Be sure that everyone in your family knows and all that who, who will be gathered with you tomorrow know this story, know your story, but know the story of Jesus from that first Christmas. It's a perfect time to, to tell your children to talk to your grandchildren about Jesus, to prepare them for that time when they would receive Jesus themselves. You know, you say, well, I, I feel awkward. I don't know how to approach it. I don't know the Bible. I don't know the story well enough to try to share it. Well, we've created a guide for you to use with your family so you can have a, just a spiritual moment during your Christmas day. Leanne and I have used it. We, we got the advanced copy and we experimented with our little fellas who aren't here because their mother has been afflicted with COVID. But, but I wanna show you just a little bit of what happened when we tried. It's very chaotic and very <laughs> messy. <laughs> here, we'll see if we can read. And, Throw that on the floor. <laughs> this is what it looks like. Not planned, not in a straight line, because all, you're, all we're trying to do is just plant a little grain of truth in their minds. We're going to go see Christmas lights this afternoon, and so we'll use that as an opportunity. And We'll talk about how that, how lights, going to see Christmas lights, represents the Christmas story, and that Jesus is the light of the world. We want to woo them to Christ. That's what the Spirit does. He reveals Himself and He draws them. And we just need to be good examples of Christ and Christ-like character. You know, let me urge you, pick up a guide as you leave tonight. And you can watch the full video. This is the edited version. And you can watch it with your family. And you'll see that there is no perfect plan. And you can download the guide as well. But let me urge you to use the opportunity to share Christ, to tell your story. You know, we use candles on Christmas Eve to represent sharing good news with one another. And this light symbolizes 
the illumination by the Spirit of that Christmas story. The Spirit is the Spirit of truth. So please stand as we share. birth of his son John Zechariah was filled with the spirit as I told you and he prophesied saying because of God's tender mercy the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace At Luke 2, Simeon, as I told you, was inspired by the Spirit to speak. And he took the newborn Jesus in his arms. I'm surprised his mother would let a man man take him. But he said, I have seen your salvation, which you've prepared for all people. And he is a light to reveal God to the nations. And he is the glory of your people, Israel. You know, if you believed and you've been born again, the Spirit's light has been ignited in you. First Peter refers to you this way. You are God's chosen and special people. And God has brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, you must tell the wonderful things he has done. Every Christmas Eve, I remind us to share this story, to share the light. How many have you shared it with this past year, looking back to last Christmas Eve? Who have you told about that supernatural birth? that occurred over 2,000 years ago. That's our responsibility, but it's also our extraordinary privilege to share good news. Because you see, you must understand that you are the light of the world. And just like a city up on a hilltop cannot be hidden, no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, they place that lamp up on a stand so it gives light to everyone in the house. Are you shining light in your homes? What about your office? What about your neighborhood? Don't conceal your faith. Let it show. And in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise, not you, because they'll know it comes from somewhere else. They'll praise your heavenly Father. Ephesians 5 says, for once you were full of darkness. That's every one of us. But now 
we have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. Think on that. Think on your light bearing as we sing together Silent Night.
you can blow out that light in your hand. Take it with you and throw it away as you leave. But continue to live as people of light. And throughout this year, be cognizant that you are the light of the world. As you leave, pick up a Christmas at home guide, place your offering in the baskets on the tables outside the doors or use the kiosk. Counselors will be here if you want to talk to somebody, pray with someone, they'll be here as long as you need them. Please leave by the side doors and may may you have a merry and a spirit-filled Christmas. Here at Brookwood Church, our desire is to assist you in pursuing a relationship with Jesus so that you can experience a transformed life. One of the ways that you can do that is by getting connected here at Brookwood. Email us at connections at brookwoodchurch.org or call us at 864-688-8326 in order to get in contact with our Connections team. You can find the message archives on our website or on our Brookwood app. We pray that you have a great rest of your year and have a Merry Christmas.